He tried to walk on crutches or with two sticks. It hurt him so much that he was driven back to his chair to curse the disease which kept him there. It was difficult for Edwina to cope with the situation. A man like her father who resented every moment that he could not be riding a horse. When the autumn came, and he would have been having shooting parties for the birds which filled his woods, he was insufferable. Edwina had a very difficult three months with him. Then his sister, Lady Maclean, came to stay. She was horrified at the condition her brother was in. Also, she was shocked at the life her niece Edwina was living. There was only one thing Lady Maclean noticed particularly when she arrived at the manor house. It was that her niece, whom she had not seen for some time, had become outstandingly beautiful. That Edwina had no idea how sensational she looked made it even more poignant. She, Lady Maclean thought, was wasting her youth and her beauty on a very cross and disagreeable father. He had made it impossible for neighbours to entertain him. After his wife's death, quite a number of their old friends would drop in to talk to Lord Linley. They admired his horses and asked him to luncheon or dinner. As soon as he was struck down, he resented their sympathy. Edwina noticed that those who came once seldom came again. "'I do not know what to do about Papa,' she said to her aunt, who commiserated with her. I am not surprised, and I think the best thing for him would be to go abroad to one of those spas in France or Switzerland. It is far more likely to cure him than local doctors. Edwina thought this was a good idea. They spent a long time trying to persuade Lord Linley that that's what he should do. I have no wish to be with a lot of invalids, he said sharply, and if I know anything of human nature, that means listening to their complaints over and over again. That is not quite true, his sister replied. Yet people who have been to Aix-les-Bains and other places in France have enjoyed themselves enormously, even though they went to take the baths and have the massage at which the French are so proficient. Finally, although it took a long time and a great deal of argument, Lord Linley agreed to go. It was only then he asked, What am I to do about Edwina, unless she comes with me? Certainly not, Lady Maclean had said sharply. I will look after Edwina. It is time that she enjoyed herself as a debutante. I had forgotten she should do that, Lord Linley said. She should, in fact, have been presented at court. Leave it all to me, Lady Maclean said. I would love to have her in London. It will give me great pleasure to present her to the Queen and to make sure she attends the best and most exciting balls. To Edwina it was a revelation, and she wanted to dance for sheer joy. She did, however, kiss her aunt and say, Thank you, thank you. It is something I have dreamt of doing, but but my dreams never came true. Then we will make them true, dearest child, Lady Maclean replied. They had a great deal of difficulty when the moment finally came to send Lord Linley to Aix-les-Bains. At the last moment he made every possible objection to going. It was only by sheer willpower that, having found a nurse and a courier to accompany him, he set off on the journey. He was angry with himself for needing the cure, also just as angry with those who had planned it because they loved him. It was a great relief both to Lady Maclean and Edwina when the train drew out of the station. He had finally set off when, up to the last moment, they had expected him to refuse to go. Now, my dear, Lady Maclean had said to her niece, we can think about you. Edwina was quite happy to leave the manor house in the hands of the old servants. Many of them had been there since she was a child. She knew they looked on the manor as their home. They would tend it as carefully as if she and her father were still there. Her mother had exceedingly good taste, and the manor house was a model of comfort and beauty due entirely to her. 
She had swept away a lot of the early Victorian furniture which Lord Linley's mother had bought after she was married. Instead, Lady Linley had found furniture which went with the house itself. It proclaimed to the world which was just beginning to appreciate it, the good taste of George IV. Lord Linley's study had been made very impressive with Regency furniture. His wife had collected it from various sale rooms, besides what she found had been put away in the attic by his ancestors. There were also pictures by the great masters. These needed restoration, but when she was old enough, Edwina had admired and been told the history of them. In fact, the manor house of Little Bedlington, where they lived, was a model. Connoisseurs appreciated it and came from miles to acclaim what they saw. Unfortunately, Edwina's home was in a more or less isolated part of Worcestershire. Both she and her home would have had more people to admire them if they had lived nearer London. Now that her father had left, her aunt was quite certain she was going to be an outstanding citizen.